welcome to the odd and offbeat podcast Hey, hey, oddballs. Welcome to the 69th episode of the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Number one podcast for high school boys. <laughs> pretty, pretty much for anyone who is very immature. <laughs> this and number two. My favorite joke uh, is George Carlin's joke where he's, he runs through all these uh, gross sexual things and then... He goes, he explains 69, and then he goes, my favorite is 68, which is like a 69, but it's like, you do me, and then I'll owe you one. <laughs> oh, such a great line. I just love any math joke. <laughs> the man who loves math is the ever kooky Louis Fox. That's right. I love kookies. I love chocolate chip kookies. I love them <laughs> sprinkles. Oh, hmm. You say I'm a kooky monster. Ah, uh, well, we can edit that part out. <laughs> But yeah, we are in our 69th episode. It's been an awesome, wild ride. We've been we've done shows on the road. We've interviewed some crazy people. We've yeah. had some weird stories. We've had, we've had guests in, in the studio. Yeah, we had to edit out Louis getting stabbed by somebody at a fair. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Yeah, but we, we put it on the Patreon episode. So if you want to hear it, you can subscribe on Patreon. Yeah, you can find us at oddandoffbeat.com. Hit the Patreon link. Uh, there's also the bank robbery episode <laughs> where we rob, we rob a Brinks oh, yeah. truck. <laughs> That was it. Ah, that was uh, it. Was a very short episode. Though. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't much fun. What has been going on with you, man? Um, not a ton. I met a dude named Dean Lewis. He imported animals for uh, zoos and circuses. Uh-huh. So we had a bunch of cool stories. Uh, tried to sell me some illegal skulls. It was a good time. Some illegal skulls. Yeah, nice. And how did that go down? Did he have it like in his jacket pocket or in a trunk of his car? No, he has like a little. Sh- he has like a little shop. And I was like, I don't think you can own. Like, you can transfer these legally. And he's like. They were mine in 1961. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, that was pretty cool. What have you been up to? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, been hanging out. I went down was performing down in California in a place that you used to. I took your spot. This you took year my spot. At a fair at the Antelope Valley Fair and Alf Alpha Festival. Yep. In La- beautiful Lancaster, California. Like I performed at this place, Antelope Valley Fair and Alf Alpha Festival. Didn't see one Alf Alpha reference at the whole place. Yeah. No, it got absorbed. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And every time I mention it in my show, people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Why yep. does he keep saying Alfalfa Festival? Yeah, that's it's the official title. But it, it's in Lancaster, California, and it's the there's nothing there. It's You're, kinda... You are in the Mojave Desert. But yeah. that that's where, like, Chuck Yeager broke the speed barrier. That's where they built, like, the first spaceship. Yeah, they're... The... That's in Mojave, not in the town of Correct, Lancaster. Correct, which is 20 miles north. And Lancaster is a garbage town, and sorry if you're from Lancaster. That's where they built the, the SR-71 Blackbird. Yeah, I don't know why that is makes the town cool. The fastest plane came, ever, according to Guinness. The only cool thing was, uh, for me and Erica, Erica came down, we went to the Kill Bill Church, the ch- church. That's where, awesome. Yeah, it's a fun church. it's not in Lancaster. It's like 30 minutes outside of Lancaster. And we roll up and there's like all these signs on the front. It's like, this is the Kill Bill Church. Call this for filming. And there's a truck in front. So you couldn't like take a picture. Oh. And so like as we're sort of just like hanging out, looking at where I mean, we're out like this desert highway. It is abandoned. There is nothing. It's around. in the middle of no. I was there a couple of years ago. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there's nothing around. And then this guy comes out and he starts waving at us. And I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, I'm the owner of the Kill Bill Church. Mm. And then he gives us this whole sort of story on how he came to America. He's from Honduras. 
and how he came to his migrant story was like I had a dream of owning the Kill Bill Church. <laughs> no, we had one DVD in my town. So this it was is, Kill so Bill Volume a, One. So it's a Seventh Day Adventist church, and he was the preacher and the owner of the church. He gave Eric and I this whole story on like how he was into drugs and sex, and how he like was you know gonna die, and then he met his wife who was a Seventh Day Adventist, and he gave, he fought with God, uh. blah blah blah. But Which the, is better than dog fighting. Yeah, or fighting a ninja with yeah. a, a samurai sword. Uh, but because I asked him, I was like, have you been back to Honduras since you left 25 years ago? He's like, no, I said when I came to the country, I'm going to I'm gonna go back once I make $3,000. Uh, okay. And, and he hasn't made it yet. Yeah, that's what he said. And I'm like, how did you buy this church without making $3,000? Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> And then, like, I gave him, I gave him ten bucks. Cause, so the whole thing is, he parks, he parks the truck in front of the the church, so you can't take a picture. So that you, he comes out and talks to you, and then he sort of uh, tells you his story. He then he sort of proselytizes a little bit, and he sort of tells you about the Seventh Day Adventist Church, and then he moves the truck and allows you to take a picture after he's told you all this. That's stuff. super shady. Yeah, I was like, why are you trying to hustle me, man? He's not even me. the church owner. He is the church owner. <laughs> did, you, did you ask to see his deed? Yeah, I'm like. Can can I see this land trust? Okay, so you, do you know the history of the church? No. Well, a little bit, yeah. So it wasn't always a church. What was it? It was a community center, and it didn't have that facade. It was just a rectangle building. Uh-huh. And then they drove out in the desert. They found this building, and they put a facade on it for the movie. Oh. And made it a church and, for the movie, and, and then life imitated art, and it became a church. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it is really cool. The facade is nice. And now they, they worship every Saturday. Yep. And this guy tries to proselytize every day. He gave us a book on the Seventh-day Adventists. And yeah. See, when I was there, there was nothing like, like the Kill Bill Church or to record. It was just like a dirt church. The Kill Bill Church is not the only use of that. Like Britney yeah. Spears did a video there. And then there was a couple other movies that were filmed there. So yeah. And I'm like, how did you not ha- – like how do you buy a building without $3,000? And, and then how do you have movies film here? Yeah, and- exactly. Apparently he didn't know that it was the Kill Bill Church when he bought it is what he said. I'm like, uh, how did they not communicate that to you? Yeah. There's some legit hustle going on. I th- feel like you're sinning in- by lying to us. But I gave him – he said, I have 2900 2900- I have one hundred dollars left, and I gave him ten bucks, and I said, "You got ninety dollars left." And he goes, "What?" <laughs> he didn't understand. I was like, "Dude, you are a hustler, yeah, big time hustler." But the cool thing is, if you face the church and you spin a one eighty, there's a really cool abandoned gas station yeah. right behind it. Yeah, and you know what about that? That used to just be a person's house, and then they put a facade. No, I'm talking about <laughs> it used to be a community center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They put gas pumps up to make it look like a gas. Life imitating art. Yes. (laughs) And no, it is really cool. It's worth checking out. It's right outside of Lancaster. It's about 25 minutes. And we'll post a picture. I got some cool pictures of it. Yeah, I saw your picture. They were amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the stories, man. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. 
This story comes from today.com. That's a news source more reliable than believing the bumper stickers on a 1963 Volkswagen bus. You don't believe them because they're out of date? They're not topical anymore? They're like, hey, save us from global cooling. <laughs> is that what the problem was in 1963? Yeah, we thought the earth was cooling off, not heating up. You need to eat more meat. We need more cows. <laughs> we need to drive more vehicles. Well, I guess, yeah, Hippie would put that on the back yeah. of the van. The science was bad in, 19, in 1963. Yeah, I I guess bumper stickers do not hold up the test of time. Yeah, we were still shooting monkeys into space. Were we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we were. What's wrong with that? We don't do that anymore? No. (laughs) No, now we just use people. I thought we were actively shooting animals into space on a regular basis. It was crazy is that, like, more animals had been in space than humans up until we started putting humans in space. Is that what we're going to do when we send them to there Mars? Was a point. There was a point in time when more dogs had been in space than humans. <laughs> more chinchillas have been to Neptune <laughs> exactly. humans. They're always talking about training like a chimpanzee to work like a spaceship, like do what it has to do and just send it out. But there's less chimpanzees in the world than there are humans. Why wouldn't we just send why, humans? Why would we waste a chimpanzee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Our why, precious resource. Yeah, why would we use a chimpanzee when we got a... Sh- uh, ton of humans to use because most of the humans aren't as smart as a chimpanzee ah, the that's a good point so this story is in the mom section of today and it goes a governor intervened that's the whole today show is the mom section Come oh on. is it really have you ever watched the today show i haven't no have you ever watched it with your dad no there you go i've never watched it with my mom either yeah because she won't watch it with you no my, i don't think my mom is it like very uh female focused or yeah it's the, it's the lady news uh, that, no, it's not. The Today Show. No, you're talking like The View or whatever. No, no, it's got a lovable Al Roker. Get your sexism out of here. <laughs> like, Get your se- back your sexism up. Okay, so a story goes, a governor intervened so this mom could keep her hilarious license plate. And it is hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, so. It's the mantra of every parent. P before we go. So it's the letter P, letter B, the number four, and then W-E-G-O. Which is pee before we go. Yeah, I mean, I guess my parents said that. Does it? They would never say pee before they would go. Does anyone need to pee before before we go? See, I say, does anyone need to go to the bathroom? Because I've had plenty of times you get the kid in the car and there's like, I got to take a dump. Yeah, my mom would just play the song pee before we go go. <laughs> yeah, she's you know she didn't know the lyrics so. Take a whiz before we go go. Yeah, there you go. That's nice. Wendy Auger, New Hampshire. We mom. don't know when a restroom will show. Oh, <laughs> oh nice, Louie. Well done. Wendy Auger, a New Hampshire mom of four, is all too familiar with telling her kids to use the bathroom before leaving the house or the store or the restaurant or any other location. Yeah, like kidnapping site. Like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to kidnap you, kid. I got to take a pee. <laughs> did you read my mom's license plate? Hey, man. You remember to pee before you go. Yeah. How did you How did you catch the rob, the man who robbed your house? Well, he peed before he goes. <laughs> we just locked him in the bathroom. <laughs> so she put the mantra on her license plate, pee before we go. All right. Auger has had the plate for 15 years and said that before now, she's gotten nothing but positive reactions. Positive reactions to her UTI test. Yeah. (laughs) People think it's funny, she told Today Parents. I get thumbs up, honks on the highway, people yelling awesome plate and drive-through lines. It brings a chuckle and a smile to the people who can figure it out. That's the thing is if I can't text while I drive, I shouldn't be able to try to figure out your word game. Yeah, you shouldn't have to be like, yeah, if you can't read a regular book, what are you doing reading other people? That's what I was talking about. Have you seen people who read the books in the car? 
Yeah. It's that's scary. Well, that's the thing is like with people speaking about bumper stickers, like people who will like just put all the bumper stickers on the back. It's like no one's no one's has time to read yeah, that. Give me two bullet points. They're too busy flipping you off as they pass. <laughs> However, in early August, she received a letter from the Department of Motor Vehicles saying that the vanity plate was being recalled for referring to sexual or excretory acts or functions. That would be the we go, right? When you leave the house, you're ex- exitory. Oh, excretory. Excretory, like, uh, you know, poop or pee or... I guess, I, I guess I never thought of pee as uh, excrement. Some of the rules, there's a bunch of rules, but basically you can't refer to sexual or excretory acts or intimate body parts or genitals. What's an intimate body part? Like your earlobe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, if you've ever had anyone intimate with your earlobe? Lobes for life. <laughs> nope. Denied. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> I would start doing emojis. So I'd do like the number eight with like two equal signs and a capital D. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like the eggplant with the uh, peach. <laughs> You get the eggplant. You have to be in Georgia where there's the giant peach already on the license plate. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get the eggplant. We should just do emojis on your license plate. Did you see the getaway car of the bank robber? Yeah, it was the number four eggplant emoji, poop emoji, guy wearing a beanie. And, and the, the thumb- two people holding hands. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And the Eiffel Tower. It's classy. <laughs> it's just going to be pictures on license plates before. Can you describe the license plate? It was a guy holding up the, the Lady Tower pizza. pizza. <laughs> Auger showed today the letter saying that she was surprised to hear that the plate was being recalled under the rule cited. I think the rule it should have been rejected from was that in the live free or die state, you cannot tell people what to do. Yes, and because if you don't know, it says live free or die on the license plates. Exactly. It's, it, I'd be like, like, you don't tell me what to do through license plates. I'll choose what I want to read. Yeah, and you used to have vanity license plates, but they got stolen, right? Yeah, my front plate disappeared. And what did it say? I had Disney 3. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, those, my Disney, wife's those Disney. Disney people steal. There's kleptos, dude. Very ham-handed, yeah. <laughs> You know why hers hasn't been stolen? Because she lives in New Hampshire and no one lives there. It's just white people. <laughs> Wait, were you saying that they don't, white people don't steal license plates? No. They, they, I've stolen license plate. I'm white. East Coast white people, they steal hubcaps. I, I used to steal those chromies. Oh, the... The chrome covers, air, air covers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought not, those were cool. Not the reason. dice ones. I did steal that. I've stole those. Off of people's huffies? Yeah. All right. So uh, in the letter, there's a picture of the letter that she received. And so there is a list of things that you can't use. You you already mentioned the genitals, sexual or excretory acts or functions, words or terms of profanity or obscenity, obviously like no F-bomb, whatever. I wonder if you could do F-bomb. Oh, yeah. Because that would tell you what you're saying. Yeah, F-bomb. N-word. Is that a couple? Because then you can't do violence either. Yeah, so the violence thing is weird because it's like, I guess you can't write kill or murder or maybe murder. Like, and you're like, I'm talking about crows. Death. Or, I'm talking about a group of crows. Yeah, so you can't put illegal activities, which I don't know what that would be. Like, what, like... I, that you can get in seven seven letters, like B and E maybe, yeah, but like... Drug, drugs. <laughs> yeah, like misdemeanor card prowling. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not going to fit. <laughs> Trespassing. Nope, that's too much. Stalking. S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G. Yeah, but then you got to be like, I'm talking about a lady's garment. Yeah. So in intoxicants, drugs, or drug culture. So I guess you can't put like beer on it. You can't. Yeah, type, you, you couldn't beer. have Bob Marley, Marley li- <laughs> you, lyrics. Yeah, you got a whole song on there. It's, it's real small. <laughs> I'm trying to run a background check on emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. But the free is an F-R <laughs> and one E. 
<laughs> your is just a U and an R. So you can't write no drug, drugs, or drug culture, no gangs. Yeah, what? Like, which I thought is weird. <laughs> Crips for life, sucker. Yeah, blood suck. <laughs> but the guy who has that is a leech uh, breeder. <laughs> or racial, ethnic, religious, gender, or sexual orientation, hatred, or bigotry, which that one makes sense. To me. Yeah, well, is, is it the E-R or the A at the end? Yeah. Uh, like one's a term of endearment. And yeah, I one... guess you couldn't say like, hate gay or something like that. Or like, yeah. I was shocked, Auger said. I was on my way out the door to go to work and at every stoplight and stop sign, I kept taking the notice out and looking at it again. I just couldn't believe what I was reading. I don't know if that should shock you. The fact that you've had the license plate for 15 years and you still have to tell your kids to pee before they go. Yeah. They're, they're in college. You have like a 16-year-old wearing a diaper. <laughs> license plate. Like, Jimmy, jeez, every time I tell you, look at the license plate. The license plate should say, I forgot to potty train. <laughs> Well, and of all the things that are can be gross, like I feel like pee before we go is pretty low on the offensive totem pole, right? Yeah. I mean, if it was like vomit on my face while we make out, like, yeah, I would be like, okay. Yeah. I wrote three that are seven letters and would be more offensive. Okay. Let's hear it. Piss on me. Okay. With one yeah. S. Uh, with poo the- for life. Poo for life. Okay. Pooter. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I just like saying it. (laughs) (laughs) But it'd be like P-0-O-T in letter R. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's pretty silly that that somebody might have called in and been like, I was driving down the highway and I saw this really offensive license plate. Oh my gosh. What did it say? P before we go. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Auger immediately appealed the recall. After a few days of fighting to keep her license plate, Governor Chris Sununu heard about the citation from a mutual friend at a local grocery store. It didn't take long for the governor to intervene. He's like, I took time off of my busy schedule of pardoning wrongly convicted death row inmates (laughs) to do this. Nine people. Eight people might be saved. (laughs) Shot right to the top of the uh, to-do list for the governor. Fix the roads? No. (laughs) No, we got to make sure that this lady keeps her vanity plate. Her kids are remembering to go pee before they jump in. The more people that go pee at home before they get on the roads, the less we have to spend in uh, rest stop uh, maintenance. Absolutely. Upon this being brought to my attention, I reached out to the Division of Motor Vehicles and strongly urged them to allow Wendy to keep the license plate she has had for the last 15 years. Sununu said in a statement, I recently left a message on her phone to share the good news that her plate will not be recalled. I wonder if he started that phone call. He's like, Miss Wilson, is your refrigerator running? No, it's the governor. <laughs> Hey, I'm here to call about the timeshare that you signed. <laughs> Just mess with you. It's the governor. <laughs> Your plates are what? good. Uh, New Hampshire, you get personal phone calls from the governor. For, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I watered your plants while you were out and picked up your mail. <laughs> your dog's been fed. <laughs> Looks like it might be time to change that kitchen sink you've been talking about. I just put my penny into your tread of your car, though, and uh, you, need to, you need to rotate those tires. I'll come over next week. <laughs> I'm glad now that there's been a resolution, said Auger. It makes me happy, but I was still shocked. It was a couple weeks of going, what the heck? It's just crazy. I mean, I could see if it was offensive in some manner, but clearly in 15 years, I haven't offended anybody with the plate. Except the one person that complained. Yeah, obviously they didn't catch it in the first 15 years. Someone had to bring it to their attention. Or there's someone's job to revisit old vanity plates at the DMV who's just like has to read them, has to figure out what they say. Yeah, right. Has to catch up on the new lingo. And yeah. Stuff. 
So then there's a picture of her car, which is a RAV4, which I'm a little disappointed in. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what kind of car should, what should it have been? I on? would have gone with the Daihatsu Scat. <laughs> Daihatsu Scat. <laughs> Actual That's car. clearly a Korean car. <laughs> <laughs> or a Mazda Titan Dump. <laughs> I'm also a real car. Augur said that she intended to keep the plate, even though her kids were growing up and no longer needed the reminder. This is Munchausen by Potty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They love it, she said, explaining that she'd considered changing the plate before getting a new car a few years ago. The kids wanted to keep it. Of course, it's hilarious. We can keep Nana or, or, the, or the license plate. <laughs> we can only afford one. <laughs> Choose wisely. <laughs> yeah, did. I mean, she has a nice, that car looks nice. The license plate doesn't really stand out. You know, it's not like screaming attention. But what's more offensive is the family sticker <laughs> on the back of her car where the, all the kids are peeing on each other. <laughs> They're sword fighting. <laughs> it promotes violence. <laughs> Uh, what do we think about this? I love that that she has this license plate. That's fun. Uh, but I don't like big government getting involved in something stupid like this. They, well, it's New Hampshire. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't call it big government. <laughs> yeah, I bet most people when you when they have to name fifty states, New Hampshire is the most forgotten about. All right, so we're fa- we're fan that she has a funny license plate. I'm not a fan that the governor had to get involved. No, that's silly. They've got more important things to do. Well, apparently the DMV doesn't, though. Yeah. <laughs> the DMV's got all the time <laughs> in the world. All right. And we'll post a picture of the license plate so for you to see. Yeah. Make up your own mind. Yeah. I like it. Uh- and now it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. Albert Einstein could have been president of Israel when it was formed, but he declined. Weird news story number two. This story comes from Reuters.com. That's a news source more reliable than an avant-garde roadmap. <laughs> like a hand-drawn, obscure, w- weird map? Exactly. Why would that be hard to follow? Because <laughs> it's hand-drawn, obscure, and weird? <laughs> I think I, I, that's a map I wish I had. <laughs> You're like, this is going to get me to the Denny's for my moons over Miami real quick. <laughs> What's the deal with all the IHOPs scratched out? (laughs) All right. I like this story a lot. And it goes, Lithuanian couple defends world wife carrying championship title. That's right. The old over-the-shoulder spouse holder. (laughs) This is, uh, it comes from Finland, which we just recently did a story on. Yeah, for the heavy metal knitting championships, which is episode 63. Yeah, so Finland pretty much has the best competitions in the history of the world. I think they have the best tourism board ever. Yeah, they're like, what do we need to do? I don't know, weird competitions? There's awesome nature, there's fjords. No, heavy metal knitting, 
wife carrying. Socialism, who needs it? <laughs> Alternative uh, minimum wage. <laughs> a Lithuanian couple won the World Wife Carrying Championship for a second time in a row in the Finnish town of Sankarjavi on Saturday, triumphing in a contest where men complete an obstacle course with their wives slung over their shoulders. The first obstacle that they encounter is the doesn't this make me look fat challenge <laughs> damn you're a lot you're a lot bigger than when i married you <laughs> that argument yes <laughs> i love it how do you train for the competition well i fill my wife up with salted meats and brandy then i strap 14 ferrets to her waist and carry her through waist high water while people shoot gumballs at us it's <laughs> getting ready for it that's the classic lithuanian training technique each year, the championship draws thousands of visitors to the town of only about 4,000 inhabitants in central Finland. Saturday's competition was the 24th year it has been held. That is crazy. 24 the, years. Only 24 years. Yeah. As I would a, expect something like this came from the 13th century. Yeah, right? 24 years as opposed to the cousin tossing contest that only lasted two. Yeah, and the dwarf co- tossing <laughs> contest got shut down quick. <laughs> What I think they should have is an ex-wife carrying contest. That would be way it's more a whole impressive. different dynamic. There's some stabbing going on. She's trying to get off of you. There's some wedgies. <laughs> we should mention because you, how they carry them. Yeah. So there is a video that we will post on this on our site to show yes. you exactly what's going on. But a woman is flipped over. The, her she's straddling his head, but her butt is behind his head. Correct. And so she is leaning. Her head is face to his lower back. Essentially, if you're giving someone a piggyback ride, flip them 180 degrees so their face is in your beel. Yes. He's sprinting and jumping over hurdles, going through water. At one point, he jumps into water, and her face goes straight <laughs> into the water. For the entire pool. For the entire pool. So I don't know if she like, you know, knew it was coming or if she's just like, all right. Maybe maybe she's dead. I don't know. Maybe she's she survived. Like, How'd you get good at holding your breath for the water element? She's like, he night farts. <laughs> How'd your wife die? Well, I was carrying her through an obstacle course. <laughs> I was carrying her through a pool and upside down. And I couldn't down. quite swim through the pool fast enough. Yeah. Do you know what this, this, this contest is called? Translated into, the, into English? What? Grounds for divorce. <laughs> Having gained followers across the world, preliminary competitions were held in countries such as the United States, Australia... Poland and Britain, organizers said on their website. I'm surprised that there's not an American winner because I would like to think that we have the most obese people in the world. And so, so how would that help you win? <laughs> that would be a liability. Oh, I guess if yeah, I guess if your partner was obese, like your yeah. wife was obese, or the dude running. Well, no, but if he if he was just ripped, if he, he trained, if he trained, maybe he trained with an obese wife. <laughs> And it's like the batter. It's like the batter with the the, the weights while he's warming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The donuts. Among among the two dozen contesting couples, Viatutis Kirkalakas and his wife Naringa Kirkalakasin came out on top for a second straight year, completing a 253.5 meter, 277 yards obstacle course featuring a water trap in one minute and six seconds. So, do you know what the top prize is for this? What is it? 12 months of marriage counseling. Oh, is it? That would be amazing. (laughs) The Lithuanian couple claimed the first place prize consisting of the wife's weight in beer. Wow. After beating six-time champion 
Tysto Mittenen of Finland and his partner Katja Kovanen by the slimmest of margins, 0.1 seconds. Can you imagine they have like the, the horse race head-to-head photo finish and you're waiting for your score to pop up? Can you just imagine what your partner, how mad your partner would be if you lost by 0.1 seconds? Yeah. Honey, I told you not to have that casserole last night. God damn it. The, the best is they have, they have to have enough beer for the heaviest wife in case they win. Yeah. So then you if you have the slimmest wife and you win, they slowly start taking beer out of the prize. <laughs> That's like going, the prize is a million dollars. Well, we're just going to take some away. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I was looking at the watch and thought, I'm not going to make it, but we did it, Kirkulas said. The best part is he was looking at his watch while he was doing this. That's yeah. how grueling this is. Yeah. Oh, that's how badass he is. He's like, geez, look at the time. He didn't, it wouldn't be 0.1 seconds if he wasn't watching the clock. Wife carrying as a sport drew inspiration from the 19th century legend of Ronkanen, the robber who compelled would-be members of his gang to prove their mettle by carrying sacks of grain or live pigs over a similar course. That's right. The, first, the, the second obstacle is convincing your wife that you're comparing her to a sack of grains or a live <laughs> pig. <laughs> The competition is also said to look back to an even earlier practice of wife of wife stealing, leading many present day contestants to compete with someone else's wife. How do you start that conversation? So, <laughs> so honey, I'm thinking about getting into a new sport. It's called wife stealing. Uh, well, 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 no, wife carrying. And she's like, oh, great, I'd love to train with you. No, 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 no. We're gonna train with someone a lot. Skinnier than you. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> no, uh, so apparently they practiced with other other people's wives to probably make it more fun or, I don't know, maybe the wives don't know and they come in and grab them and then... <laughs> it's a fake murder, fake kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that, I mean, how that would work. Uh, so what do we think about this? Finland is pretty close to my new favorite country. Yeah, I would agree with that. I've never been, but I would love to go just to see some of these competitions. Yeah, no, what else do they have? Like... You know, flower rolling or... Uh, they have the wife-carrying world championships, the world cell phone throwing championships, the air guitar world championships, the mosquito swatting championships, the ant nest sitting competition, the ice or regular ice swimming events, the World Cup in snowshoe football. Yeah. I, I hang on. The cell phone throwing? <laughs> you just... They're like, no fair. He has an iPhone 4. I have an 8X. Yeah. Uh, you've skipped the, most, the coolest one. The ant nest sitting competition. <laughs> is, is, it, <laughs> is, is it full of your aunties? Yeah. But you have to sit on an ant nest and see how long you can do it. That's amazing. What kind of ants? Are they fire ants? I hope so. Oh. They're ass biting ants. Is what they're, <laughs> the official title. So Finland, I would agree. As they have a good sense of humor, man. That's a, I mean, to me, that's like a good sign when the people are like, are into silly shit like that. They've got a solid tourism board is what they have. Yeah, absolutely. We should talk, we should call them and interview the tourism board for the odd and off beat podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we really like ant nest sitting. <laughs> I think that needs to come to the United States. We need ant nest sitting. We need child rearing. And we need, child rearing? I don't know. What the hell is that? We need a babysitting championship. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, like who can whip these crazy kids into shape? <laughs> a nanny, com- nanny competition. Yeah, there you go. That's a little hard. Why? Because I mean, you won't know who the real winner is till like twenty years away. Yeah, it's, it's the long game. <laughs> 
Well, I do love this. It's a hilarious. We will post the video on the site so you can check it out. And uh, congrats to the two-time winners. Man. Yeah. That's huge. They're two-time. <laughs> yeah, they are two And the video is them, like, working out and, like, him carrying and their, all their techniques and what they They're do. They're doing push-ups, but then they do a one-arm and high-five yeah, each other. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love it. Life Coaching with Randy. When you're traveling and it's time to do laundry, go to Walmart and buy underwear. That's it for today in episode 69 of the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Finally, the 69 is finished. (laughs) I was interviewed for a podcast for the International Jugglers Association, and it was episode 69. Uh. And the interviewer... Made quite a big deal about it being 60. At the, if I recall listening to it, you were like, not going there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, like 69. He was like, it's the lucky 69. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening. Uh, you can, If you want to send us any sort of information, stories, something you might come across or a story of yourself, you can do that at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We'd love to hear your stories of the Kill Bill Church. Yeah, or your favorite movie. Yeah, that was filmed at the Kill Bill Church. Or your favorite hustle. By the Kill Bill. <laughs> Church owner. <laughs> Church owner. <laughs> um, so where can the fine people see you this week, Louis Fox? You can catch me from September 11th through the 14th at the Navajo County Fair in Holbrook, Arizona. Oh, cool. Then you can catch me, uh, I'll be kicking it in L.A. from the 15th to the 17th. And then the evening of the 17th, uh, I'll be at the Valley Variety Show in Phoenix, Arizona. So wait, so you're going to... You're flying from L.A. to Arizona to do a show that night on the 17th? Yeah, yeah, I fly you're in the morning. A, you're a baller. Do you Hell have a yeah. Cessna? Do you have a private jet? Oh, here's the thing. All right, so I book from Phoenix to L.A. a JetBlue flight. It's uh, like $43. Yeah, they and they let you fly the plane. They kind of, Well... It's the JetBlue, it's the Jet Express, it's the private chartered plane. What is it? I don't know what that means. What is that? So it's a it's a private plane with dirty people on it. Or, you know, it's... it's Like rich people or is it... No, just like... it's just a private... I think they need to reposition these private planes. Gotcha. So they sell seats on them. Oh, interesting. So I'm curious if it's going to be awesome. At... John Travolta's plane or <laughs> something? <laughs> yes. I will also be a Theta 3 when I get off of it. <laughs> I won't be able to afford to be a Theta 4, <laughs> but if I could, I would. So where they, can they catch the Matt Baker comedy stunt I show? I will be on Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas, sailing out of Miami. We're headed to Nassau, through uh, Royal Caribbean's private island, which is amazing. I just uh. went for the first time last month, and it was awesome. So what's on the island? Well, there's a huge water park. There is, oh my God, what is there? You're like, I'm not talking, they're not paying me. No, there's a, bu- there's a bunch of restaurants. It's just like really nice. There's a shuttle service. There's a zip line. It's like I think it's the world's longest zip line there. Okay. They got hot air balloons that go up. Oh, it's, what? It's, it's bananas, dude. It's crazy. And it's all free as long as you are on the ship. You, just drop you, can't, you can't just row in. No. I, but that's what I wonder because it is – It's reg- this island is part of the Bahamas. Yeah. And so I'm always wondering like at night, are people just like rolling over here and like – I think in, in the Bahamas – 
all beaches are public. Oh, really? Yeah, I no, think I heard that. No, that's not true. That's not true because I go to NASA all the time, and there are definitely not beaches that are public, like because there's beaches that are ho- owned by the hotels. I think they imply that they own it. They own you own like up to a certain like the high water line. Yes, all beaches are in the Bahamas are public, according to TripAdvisor. Outside of the private ones. <laughs> Outside of Royal Caribbean's <laughs> private island. Well, yeah. So I mean, I imagine if it is a private, if it is a public beach, then the Bahamians would have a- would be allowed access. Yes, to it. but it's, that's a lot of work to. But then I think once you get past the beach, you you can't you can take a poop. Oh, gotcha. When, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go to the beach, but you can't go further in. Correct. Because they own the land. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, there is not a lot of Bahamians there. It's mostly white people. Yeah, I've been to Disney's private. I only have a post office. Yeah, they do have a post office, and they have a landing strip. It used to be like a, I, I want to say like a... They said it was a smuggler's thing, but I think that's BS. Oh, they just add, they just yeah. made that up. Gotcha. Uh, so we want to thank you so much for listening, folks. If you have any private beaches that you want... Like, give us a tip to your favorite yeah. private beach we can crash. If you have a private beach, let us come. We want yeah. to hang out on your send, beach. Send us some coordinates. <laughs> So we want to thank you for listening. You can check us out also on Patreon. We mentioned that earlier, but we it does help out quite a bit. Yep, helps pay for our trips to private Absolutely. beaches. Absolutely, <laughs> and pays for uh, Louis Cessna flight from <laughs> L.A. to Phoenix. My private plane. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be not. Great. Please take a picture and post it. I'll take a lot of pictures if it's cool. If it's not cool, <laughs> I'll take even more pictures. Then you're, you're probably going to get on the flight. They're going to be like, no photos allowed. Yeah. Because there's probably some sort of celebrity on there, especially if it's John Travolta's plane. Yeah. It's, with my luck, it'll be Steve-O or Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah, that's Both would present an interesting story, <laughs> I feel like. One's a lawsuit <laughs> and one is watching a dude smash a beer bottle over his head. <laughs> I hope that happens. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Gracias por escuchar the Odd Enough Beat podcast. Today's show is sponsored by People Who Vape Indoors. It's not a cloud of secondhand smoke. It's a cloud of douchiness.